Hello, welcome back to Alchemical Serenity, the podcast that takes a walk down the path to finding you and leading your best life. My name's Carolyn and I've been treading my path for nearly 40 years. And this week I'm concentrating on energy. Now during lockdown, many people became aware of what they really needed against what they thought they needed. And it gave people time to reevaluate simply by focusing on themselves inwardly. Being confined and locked down, and in some cases isolated, completely from work and family, gave many people time to think about what gave them happiness. Thousands of people signed up for online classes in all fields of not only energy, but exercise and mindfulness. I remember seeing at one time a lady saying she signed up for 26 courses. But with all that time on our hands at home, we really needed something, right? My field of interest is energy-based and so my podcast today is about seeking out energy and where we can tap into it, not only via someone else, but also for free. Absolutely everything we do, everything we see, eat and touch is made of energy. The energy could also be called vibration. Everything vibrates, rocks, plants, trees, right through to our human cells. As an example, atoms in the structure of a table vibrate so fast that they appear solid. Chinese medicine, for thousands of years, has been practiced this way. The wave of energy is known as life force, or qi, and it connects all of creation. Everything is made up of vibrational atoms that emit energy, and this energy field has its own frequency. Our human system is built up of many different frequencies and each one should work with another in balance. When out of balance, it causes disease within our energy fields and our bodies. Quantum science has proved that our own thoughts can destroy us, but we have an ever great capacity to heal ourselves. The human body resonates at about 62 to 70 megahertz But when it drops down to 58 megahertz, problems can arise and our immune system is compromised, letting in bacteria and viruses. Each thought we have creates a different frequency. So if these are negative thoughts, this can compromise our cells, which means they can't repair themselves or rejuvenate. Our subconscious memory can also store up negative thoughts, including trapped emotions, which can be stored not just in our memory, but also in our muscles and tissues. And this trapped energy continuously impacts on our nervous system. Even thoughts from the past that we aren't even thinking about, but weren't resolved at the time, can have an impact on our cells. So imagine when you get angry, physically our muscles tense up, organs in our body activate whilst others shut down. And once our anger is over, everything goes back to normal. This can also be said for fear when our fight, flight or hide mode kicks in. To be able to live our life purposefully, we need to be in an alignment with that frequency and respond to it. When our intentions are pure, our goals manifest better because we are in alignment. We are also protected from disease and anxiety. We are balanced emotionally and we feel great. Our frequency as living matter is controlled by our moods, attitudes, perceptions and beliefs. 
If you already use or have you heard of the modality um, of Reiki, you may have heard of Dr. Masuru Emoto, who conducted a famous experiment exposing water in glasses to various words such as like and love. He also used classical music and positive images. He then froze the water. Using microscopic photography, he was able to see the properties of the frozen water crystals. He claimed that the water, when exposed to positive energy, produced pleasing or beautiful patterns of crystals. However, when exposed to dirty water, anger, negative emotions and words such as hate or kill, it created ugly formations that were broken or misshapen. The experiment also went on to use mountain streams against polluted water. He believed that the energies could be changed to positive by exposing the negative energies to ultraviolet light. His work was published in 2008 and of course it was criticised, as all work of this nature is by those living in their own fear reality. However, those people who use energy know that his work has been very helpful in the understanding of energy and vibrations. His book is called Hidden Messages in Water and it's available online. I'll leave links below in the show notes if you are curious or want to know more. But one last thought on this. We are 70% water. Can we be harmed in the same way by being surrounded by negative influences? If we live our life in fear, if we're arguing, frustrated, anxious, can these have a detrimental effect on ourselves? Can we also heal ourselves with positive words and influences by spending time in higher frequencies? We live in a materialistic society and this has disconnected us. Our current postmodern culture is to fulfill the needs of an individual, not as a whole. We need to change our way of thinking to a holistic whole and connect back to not only our own energies, but that of the earth, plants and trees. Contemplative activities for well-being have quadrupled since COVID-19. Not only new yoga classes taking place, but festivals and many, many retreats. However, do any of these actually really balance us? We may come away feeling refreshed and energised with that feeling of being connected again. But is this because we've walked away from the stresses of our job or we have some peace and quiet maybe from the family? We've switched off our connection to our social media just for that short period of time. How long does this higher frequency of energy last? I don't have an answer to this question because we're all different. We vibrate at our own level. We carry our own energy field created by us. But we are actually helping ourselves enough. Are we doing enough? Do we give ourselves a little boost here and there with some good food, yoga class and meditation? And then off we go back to our work, family and lifestyle and that boost we had is negated by our environment. What can we do, little by little, to help ourselves in our current situations? Furthermore, can we find a way to fit this into our hectic lifestyles? The answer to this is very clear. We have to find a way, because we are actually punishing ourselves if we don't. We can continue to blame outside influences until the cows come home but we are the ones responsible for us, 
and for the whole. So, where do we get some therapy? There are various fields ranging from biofield, spiritual, contact therapy, distance healing, pranic, reiki, qigong, faith healing, vibrational sound therapy, also known as a gong bath. Then there's voice bathing and the list goes on. So for this podcast, I decided to look at two that I am familiar with, that of Reiki and Qigong. My other favourite vibrational therapy is sound therapy, and that will be coming as a whole podcast to itself in a couple of months. So let's start with Reiki. Reiki is a channeling healing art, and probably the most popular known to many is the Yusui Shiki Ryo, founded in Japan by Mikao Yusui. Around 1919, Yusui was at a meditation retreat at a Zen temple for about three years after his own businesses and finance problems had resulted in him connecting back to his spiritual inspirations and principles. In 1922, he decided to climb Mount Karuma, which was a sacred mountain near Kyoto, where he spent 21 days fasting and meditating. Nearing the end of his retreat up the mountain, he described a great light entering through the top of his head, filling his entire body with light and attuning him to the energy. He then went on to teach others what he had learned and the symbols that were involved. Reiki is taught in three levels, and at each level the practitioner receives different symbols from their teacher to open up channels in their body so that they can give a treatment of this energy or teach others. Reiki is not just about the practitioner giving treatments. It is actually very much a way of life for the practitioner. And each attunement can be different. As not only are there many different modalities in Reiki, but also individuals were taught differently depending on their teacher. And then they pass this on. In truth, it doesn't really matter how practitioners receive their energy symbols. It's more about connecting the patient with the energy and opening up those channels to receive that energy. And treatments are received either as a practice or some will actually do home visits. And you just lay back, close your eyes and relax. My second energy is Tai Chi Qigong. Qigong is known by similar variations and spellings but they all come down to the same thing, qi meaning energy and gung meaning work or practice. Therefore, it can mean energy work. Each movement benefits a particular area of the body, but also helping other areas at the same time. It's a special breathing exercises that are designed to maintain and improve health and well-being. There are five major traditions of qigong, each having a different focus. Taoist aim to preserve the physical body and develop virtue, whereas Buddhist Qigong aims to liberate the mind and develop enlightened wisdom. Confucian Qigong aims to improve intelligence. Martial arts Qigong aims to use Qi to enhance the martial arts skills. And lastly, we have medical Qigong, which is used to help the balance of Qi in the body to flow freely, treat illness, cure disease and maintain good physical health. By the individual making a series of movements, qi in the body begins to flow more freely and attending a qigong session is a wonderful experience as it's gentle and for all abilities. So if you feel that yoga or pilates is just too much for you, then try qigong. 
It's also an excellent way to keep muscles moving as we get older, helping to reduce stress, helping with balance and flexibility, helping to move the chi around the meridians in a gentle way that is done both standing or sitting down. So what do they have in common? Well, they're all biofield energy therapies. They're about relaxation, decreasing stress and anxiety. They all promote the reduction in blood pressure levels, lower cholesterol levels and cortisol. They can help with fibromyalgia, sleep apnea, restless leg syndrome, allergies, pain, addictions and forms of dementia. So whether you see a practitioner, um, receive the attunements yourself to help you connect with the energy, or maybe get involved with Qigong at a weekly session in your area, all of these things like this are perfect ways to start moving chi around your body. But what about the free end of the scale? After all, energy therapies and sessions are going to cost. How and where can you help raise your energy levels for free? A high-frequency energy to keep us up there vibrating at 70 megahertz could actually just be a walk in the country and a walk by the sea. Even just planning a day out will raise your energy levels. But also getting rid of toxic people in our lives, you know, those ones that make us lower our frequencies in fear or anger, or those ones who are just the energy vampires that seem to suck the life out of us. I know this is easy said than done, but it's one thing that we really need to look at. Remove things from our life that no longer serves us in any way. I mean, why should someone make us ill? So here's my list of ideas to raise your energy for free. One, declutter your home. Having a really good clear out and a spring clean is so therapeutic for the mind and often we find things we have forgotten we owned, things that no longer serve us as well and we can either sell or give them away. I'm not saying go on a full Mrs Hinch here but just having a sort through a kitchen drawer or cupboard can be very therapeutic. Two, finding a daily routine. Finding just one daily routine is a moment we can look forward to whether that's 15 minutes with a morning coffee, going for a walk at midday at lunchtime, or a moment of quiet with a good book. These are all things that raise our vibration as we look forward to something just for us. Three, eating proper food and water. Food vibrates, remember? However, not all foods are vibrating on the right level for each of us, and finding foods that are good for us is a very personal thing. So having fast food may not be the best thing for us, but it does make us feel good at the time, right? But finding what food suits your energy field is something that may be of interest. Many, many years ago, a friend of mine who was a GP said to always remember that everything should be in moderation and balance. I remember repeating that back to her one morning after scraping her up off the floor to get her into her own home after a very good party the night before. Number four, get outside in the fresh air. Even in the rain, kick off your shoes and walk on the grass, or even if you're brave enough, the mud. If you're by the sea, walk on the sand and let the earth's energies connect to you through your bare feet. Five, bring plants in. House plants are fantastic for making us feel better and for clearing the air we breathe. Create an oasis of plants around you that keep your air clean and connect to their energies. Six, get creative. Who doesn't love to be creative? 
whether it's making, knitting, sewing, designing a new flower bed or a window box. Art is really therapeutic and it doesn't matter what you paint or how you paint. There is no right or wrong in art. If you love to grow things, then try another vegetable this year. Or what about redecorating a room? All of these, whether mental or physical, are great for energy boosts. Plus, there's nothing better, is there, than saying, I did this. 7. Change something. Have you ever looked at the room you're in backwards through a mirror and seen it from a different angle? Then move things about. Not only is this feng shui, which is the art of placing items in particular areas to raise the vibrations in each room, but also because we make that energy change. Move furniture, change the position of pictures, add the art that you've created to your bare walls. I know people who each year change their curtains from winter to summer during the season changes. Their whole decor of soft furnishing changes from cushion covers to throws and blankets, even rugs. Okay, so this is a bit elaborate. But if you are someone who just loves decorating for Christmas, why stop there? Why not decorate for spring, summer and autumn? Give your mind something else to look at and raise the energy this way. Eight, music. Not only playing music, but what about learning an instrument? I guess this might be dependent on whether you live, you know, in a high-rise building or in a house in the middle of nowhere. Maybe a drum kit at 7am when you live in that high-rise building is not going to impress the neighbours. But a keyboard, on the other hand, wouldn't be as offensive. And they usually have a headphone jack. Nine, sing. This leads great on from... Um, greatly on from music to singing so if you're brave enough to get out there and join a local singing group and have some fun and if not just singing alone to your favorite music in the car or at your desk is just as good you don't have to be loud even just humming along to a track you've loved at school might be something good 10 affirmations this is something that i want to do a podcast on coming up soon So I'm going to leave it for just now. 11. Creative visualisation. This is part of mindfulness. If we're constantly repeating negative thoughts in our head, we manifest those thoughts into our life. Instead, we can choose to think positive thoughts and change our mindset. I think this is another one we could go deeper into manifesting on another podcast. 12. Gratitude. Feeling grateful for the things around you like your job, your home, family life. Usually these are the easiest things to say each day. However, sometimes we need to expand and say why. Why are we grateful for our dog, cat, children, family life, single life? This raises our vibrations because we're visualising at the same time. So each day in a notebook or journal, write down something different that you're grateful for from the day before. 13. Journaling. This leads in nicely from gratitude writing. Do you journal already? If you do, then you're aware of the benefits of writing about the stuff in your head and getting it out onto paper. Writing down everything that is in your mind, letting go of thought patterns, and also if there's something you want to work on about yourself, you have it down in writing and you can take a look back at your success. A couple of prompts might be, what am I proud of? Or what do I need to work on today? What makes me feel good? Then write and expand on these. 
During lockdown, I wrote everything I was feeling in what I now call my plague diary. It served me well to not only release my worries about that time, but also on everything that we were going through. I still use it, but more of a diary for important things I want to remember that happens each week. 14. Find a new hobby. Take up something new. This could be joining a cycling group, learning to crochet, writing that book you know is very deep down. 15. Dance. Put on your favourite track and get your groove on. See, I am so down with the kids. Dancing around the kitchen to your favourite tracks or just chilling out with some binaural beats. All of this is really good for your brain. Your music doesn't have to be loud. If you're noise sensitive, then try calm and relaxing. 16. Forgiveness. According to Abraham Hicks, blame is low energy. And therefore, if we can learn to release and forgive, we can throw off this negative low energy vibration and move on. And that is my list. So my conclusion to all of this, what's my take on energy? I think for me, spending time connecting to the earth, and I use Reiki and I also use Qigong, hence the reason why I've talked about them. But I think if we can find a way of raising our energy levels and our vibrations, and then this is just going to be so much more successful for us. So going along and doing yoga and doing Pilates and keeping our body supple is a fantastic way also. But we need also to find that energy, to bring that energy back in and to keep our cells working. If we raise our personal energy, we also raise the collective conscious energy of all that is. So always be mindful and responsible for your thought patterns because they affect not only you, but the vibration of energy around you. Thanks for tuning in today. I'm grateful for you being here. It's lovely to be able to share these things with you. And I apologise for this being a little bit later than normal, but I've had a head cold that went into my ear. And when it went into my ear, it went into my teeth. And when it went into my teeth, it went into pain mode. So it's been a little bit uncomfortable and I've not been able to jabber on as much as I like to. So enough of me waffling. Thank you once again for listening in. And I'll be back again very soon with another podcast. See you again.